Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, April 18th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. It is the day after Easter, and so we're going to read that story from John's Gospel. But before we get to that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, it is in your resurrection that we find life. It is in your resurrection that we find hope. It is in your resurrection that we find joy, even in the midst of darkness, in the midst of death. We find light and life in your salvation. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Friends, listen to the resurrection story from the 20th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 18. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw, and he believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, She turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, what is your last most recent best memory of the church? Um, so we are recording this before Easter. So I will say Palm Sunday was pretty glorious. Um, 
I think it was especially meaningful for me because my daughter is part of the confirmation class that met with the session on that day. So the kind of seeing my kids go through these milestones in their faith life is a big deal for me. What about for you? Yeah. uh, On that same note, our session came and listened to the confirmands speak. And then we're kind of sharing about their experience listening to the confirmands. And one of our uh, leaders made this really astute observation that in his background, how he grew up, faith was almost synonymous with fear, uh, that in his growing up, there's always this kind of um, pursuit of, of being afraid of what faith meant and not believing enough. Um, but he said, you know, with every single student listening to their words, watching them interact, he said that there was no sense of any fear, but only love between all of them, uh, which I think was uh, one of the greatest things you can say about someone's faith, right? I take um, that for granted too, I think, because mm. I think I have a short experience with the church, but it's all been loving. Mm-hmm. And I forget it's not like that for everyone. Yeah. Uh, so to, to think that these 10 people, that that's their experience with God mm. is... is uh, that's wonderful. Comes from their community and their education and their worship that has brought them to that point. And, and the way that our church community supports our confirmands you know Mm -hmm. they each have a mentor they each have a prayer partner i don't know it's just it's amazing it is a good recent memory of Mm -hmm. the church but to our scripture uh in verse 8 it says the disciples believed what do you think they believed at that point um so this is right after the foot race. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is there a foot race? Who knows? I think because John is writing this and he is the beloved disciple, he's like everybody, like, I won. I just want y'all to know I got there first. Yeah. yeah. He's the most loved and the fastest, in yes. case you were wondering. Um, you know, there's a difference. Um, what they're told is that Jesus's body isn't in the tomb. And that is completely unbelievable because, you know, who wants to move or be around a dead body? I mean, it's really kind of anathema to anything they could imagine, although certainly possible. Um, So by the time they go in and they see the linen wrappings lying there, what they believe is, oh yes, she has told the truth. The body isn't here. Um, But that is a very different thing than the body is resurrected, Mm -hmm. right? And so I I think that... Um, faith happens in degrees. Um, There are certainly instances where you're struck dumb or into full belief on something, but um, the first part of this story is his body isn't there, and we don't know what has happened. Um, You know, the irony is this thing has happened. They believe the body's gone, but then they just go home. (laughs) Yeah. And it's Mary who stands there, Mary who is weeping, Mary who's not ready to let this go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that's really, really lovely. Um, What do you think about what they believe at this point? Yeah, I what I love about verse 8 and verse 9 uh, is it says uh, the disciples believed, but they did not understand. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. And, and man, how comforting is that, that the two of the, you know, 20 people that were closest to Jesus believed but did not understand. Sometimes I think we think understanding has to come before believing, uh, but there's this experience there is something that has stirred within this disciples 
soul by what they've seen and they can't comprehend every aspect of it they don't know how the resurrection has worked out they don't know how jesus uh what jesus is now where jesus is at what it means for their own faith what it means for god uh yet they believe they believe that something has happened something uh has changed uh but they don't understand it uh and i just I think that's a beautiful aspect of faith um, and uh, one that, you know, we can sometimes, I think, look down on and be pejorative towards because of the enlightenment of, you know, understanding has to precede belief uh, in some way or, or it's ignorance to believe without totally understanding. Uh, but here in scripture, um, belief can totally come without a full understanding uh, and it's, and uh I think that's lovely. <laughs> well, I think that's what faith is. Yeah. That knowing that there are things we will never understand and believing anyway. Um, I also just want to say that I would totally have been the disciple who's be like, man, his body's gone. Well, listen, I'm going to head back home. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to own that that's me. I would totally miss seeing Jesus in the garden um, because I wasn't paying attention and because I couldn't see past my own expectations. Hmm. Um, I do love that it says Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, that it is in her grief in particular that Jesus comes and calls her name. Um, I have to believe that in moments of our deepest grief, too, that Jesus comes into that and calls our name um, so that we can believe in resurrection. Anything else? So much else, right? But we'll talk about it on Friday. Um, Friends, with that, I want to end with a quote from Tim Keller, the minister, who has written, If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. And if he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about any of what he said? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen.